Welcome to the Covenant Word Podcast, the official podcast of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we're not only touching heaven, but we're changing earth. Thank you so much for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you, increases your faith, and builds you up. We also hope this message gives you perspective on how God is moving in your life. Let's jump into the message. This morning, God will lead me in a different direction on the keys to divine favor. The keys to divine favor. I'll tell you about the keys to divine favor. I defined divine favor as the God advantage that the almighty God releases to a man to enable him to enjoy life while fulfilling his purpose on earth. His God-given purpose. So for you to be able to enjoy the life that God has given to you because every man was created for a purpose. You need divine favor to be able to make the best use of the time on earth that God has given to you where it is not difficult but it is enjoyable. When a man lives without divine favor, he merely exists. He doesn't live. When you are existing every day without divine favor, you are just marking time. But when you are existing every day and there is divine favor upon your life, you enjoy life. So a man that lacks divine favor will endure life. There's so many people you talk to and they say, brother has everything. They say, man, we're just, we're just managing. Who made you a manager of life? How are you doing? In some parts of the world, they say, we're just patching it. Who made you a patcher? I told some people and I told the people of God in this house, I said one vocabulary you must take out of your dictionary in Bethel is that how you do it. Say, I'm just hanging in there. Nobody made you a hanger. Don't hang. Just say, Pastor, it's just an American slang. This is what it means. Don't say it. The Bible says you shall say whatever you say, you shall have it. If you say, I am making progress, you make progress. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Some people say, you're, 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 they tell their children, you are so foolish. That's why the child acts foolish. You are so daft. That's why the child acts daft. When you look at your child, look, this is a goodly child. This is a beautiful child. No matter how many stuff they do, don't begin to confess negative things over your destiny. Brothers and sisters, there is power in your words. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, again, I went into this direction to let us know that divine favor is necessary for every believer to enjoy his God-given life while he's fulfilling that purpose that God has given to him and not to endure life. And I said here that a day of favor is greater than a thousand years of labor. I have a friend who said, brother, I'm young, but I got a lot of miles on me. I don't want to be a man with a lot of miles. When people see you and you, be, you look older than you truly are, you are not operating in favor. You know, some, some, some people think, oh, you know, we, this America, we just have to walk. You don't have to walk as hard as you walk for you to enjoy the blessings of God. Are you listening to me? 
Anything that will make you not to rest is not in the plan of God. The Bible says after six days that God himself rested. And you see yourself doing over time and you are still trying to pay some bills. There is a fundamental problem. It may be that you are not operating in divine favor. So why God has asked us to share this word to somebody here today. Listen to me. I don't care how prosperous you are. There is still room for improvement. Even though Abraham was a blessed man concerning Isaac. The Bible said the man was great and he became exceedingly great. There is a blessing that lasts upon Isaac that is greater than Abraham. If it was enough, God will not say I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob because the blessing of Jacob is greater than the blessing of Abraham. In this America, America is a good land. But I've come to find out that there are many people that are enjoying the favor of God. In this land. For you to enjoy that favor, there are some keys. Tell you, there are some keys. Let me tell you, you say, Pastor, what kind of keys are you talking about? Nobody keeps something precious in the open. Remember, if I tell you that this little thing is a check of a million dollars, you're going to leave it here. You ain't just going to leave it. If someone plays too much around you, say, hold on. You take it. And you go and put it in a safe place so that everybody cannot reach it. There are many people that cannot go back to their native country because they've been here for 30 years and they have nothing to show for it. You know why? There is no favor. What I'm announcing to you in this service, you need the divine favor of God. I'm just going to bridge the points and I'll go to the keys. Six things that divine favor will do for you. Number one, whenever God wants to isolate a man from the crowd, whenever God wants to select a man from the crowd, whenever God wants to single a man out from the crowd for promotion, for blessing and greatness, he will put divine favor of that, on that man. So God's technique, God's selection technique, like if you are in science, filtration or separation techniques, one of the ways that God separates the people he wants to promote is by divine favor. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? If God cannot put his favor on you, he has no need of you. So if you are not operating in divine favor, it may be a signal that God doesn't really care about you. Sorry, hear what I said? So, if I show you these keys, it's for you to do it so that you can catch the attention of God. So that God can select you out of the crowd. Are you hearing me? One way that God selects people for promotion and for distinction is through divine favor. The Bible said concerning David that David was anointed amongst his brethren. I need seven people, seven gentlemen. Rush out. Quick, 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 quick. Seven, 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 seven. Seven gentlemen, seven, seven. Seven gentlemen, quick. God bless you. Favor, 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 favor. And I need a little boy. I need a little boy. Is there a little boy? Hey, my brother, come, come. Right there, come. Please, I'm just using this for descriptive purposes only. Can, what did I say? 
You know how they say on, on, on TV, don't try this at home. Amen. Descriptive purposes only. Where are you? Come and see. So the priest came. First Samuel 16. Samuel showed up. All of a sudden, all announced to the house of Jesus. All the village men came out. It's all well. Samuel said, no. Samuel said there is no problem. The king of the village came out. He said, Samuel is here. He said, for what? Are we in trouble? Samuel said, nobody's in trouble. Samuel told Jesse, oh Jesse, come. I'm going to your house for sacrifice. Meet me up. Quick, quick, quick. Everybody gathered together. Yeah. All of a sudden, Samuel showed up. Samuel said, where are your sons? He said, these are the sons. He presented them. Please, this is descriptive. Man, it is descriptive. The first one, pass. Pass me now. You may go to your seat. God said, not this one. Pass. God said, not this one. Imagine the drama. Nobody knew what was in the mind of God. Nobody knew what was in the mind of Samuel. Because Samuel did not say anything. Pass out. Nothing. All Samuel was just saying, not this one. Jesse will look at him. Is this guy crazy? His sons are looking at Jesse. What is the meaning of this? Jesse is saying, I don't know. Pass. Not this one. Pass. Not this one. God bless you. Pass. Not this one. God bless you. Jesse said, ah, at least. You cannot just come to my house and just pass like that. Someone in his mind was saying, God, are you sure you did not make any mistake? Don't disgrace me before the presence of this people. Pass. God said, not this one. Now imagine the confusion that Samuel was. God sent you to a place. People ask you, is it where? You say, it's where? You came to the house of Jesse, a very respectful man, with his sons, looking good, GQ. You said, not this one. All of a sudden, someone will say, ah, Samuel has lost it. He didn't hear from God. Someone is saying in his mind, maybe I missed the house. Then all of a sudden, Samuel asked Jesus. He says, is there any of your son left? Anyone? He said, you know, Jesse, <laughs> ah, there's this, uh, there's one that is our house boy. He's, he's, he's inside the bush. He's taking care of sheep. Eh? He, he, doesn't, he doesn't know anything yet. He's, he's not even gone to high school. Let's just leave him. You know what Samuel said? Samuel said, we will not see that. I know you all sat down. All of a sudden, Samuel said, all of, all of you, come back and stand. Come on, come on, come, come back, come back, come back. People that thought they were gone before, right? Go back and stand where you stood before. You see how you walk all the way from the back? They stood. Samuel said, we will not sit down until that little boy comes. The boy showed up. Immediately he showed up. You know what God said? God said, take the oil. God said, take the oil and anoint God in it. He says, and anoint him as king. Anoint him as king. Hear me. Not over the village. Over Israel. God's own place. You know what that simply meant? Because of a little boy, Jesse became a royalty, not the other way. 
in the Bible, that was the first time we have what we call rivers royalty. Just because God wanted to single out a little boy for the plan. God singled out David in the midst of his brethren. Many of you, after this service, you will discover that God all of a sudden singled you out of your family. And somebody's going to be trying to find out what exactly did you do? What degrees do you have? When God decides to favor a man, God does not care about the degrees. God does not care about the, uh, the, the, the mistakes. God does not care about the flaws. God just blessed that man because. May God bless you just because this one. Number two reason. Number two thing that the favor of God will do for you. The favor of God will cause you to be preferred. When you are preferred, your hopes are never deferred. When you are preferred, your expectations are never deferred. Proverbs 23, 18 says, For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Number three, thing that favor will do for you. Favor will bring about divine protection. Favor will bring about divine protection. Psalm 5, verse 12 says, You bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with what? A shield. And I said it to us last Wednesday that God will never put his favor upon a man that he cannot protect. Because God does not do bad business. God likes to protect his investments. Even though we know that God is the almighty God, he's a good businessman. <laughs> God is the only person that can take a little child and make him king at no cost. God is the only man that can make something to come out of nothing. God is the only one that can make greatness come out of something that is unique and lowly. That is the God that we serve. So anytime God puts his favor upon a man, he protects that man. He shields that man. It doesn't matter who throws stones at him. Do you know David was so favored that several times Saul took a javelin. You know the scripture? He took a javelin. Threw the javelin at David. The javelin missed when you have the favor of God, any javelin that the enemy throws at you, it will miss his target. Are you hearing me? So the favor of God protects a man. Number four, a man that operates in divine favor receives divine mercy and sympathy. The Bible says, for thou we have mercy upon Zion. For this time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. Psalm 102, and verse 13. So that is to say, when God decides to favor a man, he has mercy on that man. I use the, the description of Moses. Moses was a young boy that was, you know, at three months old, he was thrown into the Nile. Thrown into the Nile. Everyone would have thought that, well, this is the end. But God rescued Moses. And I shared with the workers this morning, I said, the place where the law was made, that every little child should be thrown into was where Moses was true. Moses, the true, it was that same house that God protected Moses. Hear me? It was in Pharaoh's palace that the law came that every young child that is born to a Hebrew person, young male child, should be thrown into the Nile. It was in Pharaoh's palace. When God wanted to protect Moses, God took him to the palace. That even Pharaoh could not kill Moses. 
Number five thing that favor, divine favor will do for you. Number five is that divine favor brings about establishment. Tell your neighbor establishment. When God wants to establish a man, he gives him favor. Psalm 90 verse 17 says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. What did he say again? He said, yes, establish the work of our hands. Did you see that? Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. He said, yes. Establish the work of our hands. What favor does for a man is that God will cause everything in his life to become steady. It will work well. There will be no mistake. People will say, oh, maybe it's just a one-time thing. You come back again. That's why he said, yes. Establish it again. People will think, oh, it just happens once in a while. For people that just do like this and do like this. No, for you. They will go back again and check. They will discover that God has blessed you forever. So favor brings about establishment. Look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 21. The Bible says, And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And says, When you go, you shall not go empty. The children of Israel had labored for over 400 years. When it came for God to bless them, one day of favor, God paid them the labor of 400 years. There is somebody under the sound of my voice. There is somebody here in this service. You have labored for a long time. In fact, something that you labored for, it seems like you are not going to get the blessing. But God said, because you are in this service this morning, may that blessing locate you in the name of Jesus. I told this person I'm going to share his testimony. We were conversating yesterday. And a young man told me, he said there was an exam that he wrote, he didn't pass the first time. So the second time, this was a do or you have to pass it, or you repeat the whole So, in fact, you know when you, when you have gone through some situations and you don't even know how to study anymore, and you are just asking for God have no sort of God in Hear this, all of a sudden. He said he entered the exam hall, dressed very well. Listen, don't ever underdress like the favor you are looking for. You are looking for a husband. You are dressing like someone who doesn't care. When they see you, they will not they, people will not say hi. Someone think pastor is trying to be funny. I'm not I'm not funny. If you still love me, wave your hands and shout hallelujah. Dress so that when somebody sees you, they say, Sister, how are you? Not sister, it is well with you. You know, you know there are two different things. When people begin to look at you and say, are you sick? There's a problem. The brother entered the exam hall. He said immediately he sat and see what favor can do for him. He said the man looked at his suit and said, ah, how did you get this suit? Looking powerful. Guess what? He borrowed the suit. Even for the person to borrow you that suit, it is favor. This is not labor. Some of you think you must walk, walk, walk. You must clock in. Ah, may God have mercy upon you. That's not the conversation. They looked at him for five minutes. You know, it's, a, it's an oral exam. For five minutes, they were praising the suit. May God give you a reason for people to begin to praise God. They were, the man was, ah, this suit, this suit. He himself in his mind was saying, ah. If only they knew. 
there's something they used to call bodo pose. How many of you know what it is? You are just posing. In fact, sometimes some things look better than better on you than the person that owns it. They were pressing the suits for five minutes. Then all of a sudden, they asked him, "What's your name?" He mentioned his name. Then the man asked him, "Ah, do you know a doctor by name so 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 so?" so? He said, "Yeah, that's my father." Ah. He said, that's your father. I said, yes. The other examiner told the other examiner, that man was very good to me. Oh, that man was so good. They now asked him one simple question. You know, question that doesn't They just, just, just talk and go. He finished talking. They tell him, congratulations. What's the moral of this story? It's good to be good. Many of you in this service, you are where you are today because somebody did good. Maybe your parents did good for somebody. And you don't know that God has set it up for your favor. Number six. God help me this morning. Ah, Jesus. Number six. Divine favor. A man that has divine favor carries what we call divine speed. Did you hear what I said? A man that carries divine favor. Everything works for them. Quick. Quick. Sharp. Sharp. Whenever you look at your life and things are taking a difficult turn, and it seems like, it's not like you don't get it to, but it takes you a long time. You need favor. Your, your spiritual diagnosis is favorless. I'm just, can I, I'm a doctor for Tito, not body. Let me just, let me just clarify. But you know, you have to learn to see things from the spiritual perspective. I have learned sometimes that there's a way I enter my office sometimes. And I have to pay the spiritual environment. And if I don't like it, I call one of the people of God. I'm telling you this, you play the villain. You know, I just, you know, I just felt funny. Don't feel funny. Listen to me. When there is no favor, there is labor. When a man lacks divine favor, they struggle. There is difficulty. There is di- what did I say? Let me tell you a little story. There's a man by name Naphtali. If you look at Genesis. Chapter 49 and verse 21. Genesis. Genesis 49 verse 21. Look at that scripture. If you have it. He says, Natalie is a thing let loose. He giveth goodly words. The Bible says in another translation in King James, he says it's a a female deer. How do you know deer can run? He let a deer that was let loose. But everything about Naphtali is empty. Do you know the meaning of Naphtali? In Hebrew, it came from the word patar. It means my strength. Naphtali was the second son of the concubine of Jacob. Naphtali. 
Everything about Natalie's life was filled with trouble. Everything. So when the father, Jacob, blessed him, this was what he said. Naphtali, you know how to run fast for everything in your life. He struggled upon struggle. Have you seen people when, you, when they show up, they talk so good. Everything looks so professorial but not to show for That is a life that represents Naphtali. Naphtali was a man that everything looked correct. Spoke well. But everything in his life had to deal with struggle. Contention. Difficulty. They have to fast 10 days before God will give them a breakthrough. Some people not even need to fast and they get it. But for Natalie, for him, it was always a struggle. Natalie was a man that spoke well, but people speak bad against him. Natalie was a man that had little to show for it. If they talk about a man that works hard, Natalie was one. Spoke well, Natalie was one. If they're looking for someone to go on an errand, Natalie is one. But when it comes to promotion, Natalie is someone that you don't look. Natalie is a man that has everything supposedly outside. Complete. But inside is his strong. Have you ever seen a man that you know everything? You look at him and say, ah, yeah, this one, this one is good. But if they sit down to tell you their story, you will be proud. Many of you will see and say, ah, God, I thank you. I thought my problem was a lot. Until I saw some that I discovered. That Natalie's situation needs intervention. Do not tell Natalie, I will be praying for you. That was the situation of Naphtali. So his own father declared that concerning him. Now let me show you what God can do. When favor of God landed on Naphtali, go to Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 22. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 23. When, <laughs> that is what the power of God can do in the life of a man. The word of God can do. Look at it. This is Moses speaking. So I discovered that Genesis chapter 49, Jacob released blessing upon the children of Israel. All the sons. But when it come, came to the time of Moses, Moses was about to depart as a servant of God. Moses had to speak. And anybody that had a negative thing, by the power of the word of God, Moses reversed negativity. If you enjoyed today's message, we want to encourage you to like it, share it on social media, or go to our website, BethelCovenantAG.org, or the app and click on the giving link, which helps us to continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. If you would like to join in on the move of God here in San Antonio, Texas, you can join us for any of our three services on Sundays at 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., our Bible studies on Wednesday at 7 p.m., or our prayer meeting on Friday at 7 p.m. God bless you and have an awesome week.